It's amazing. Like, yeah, it was a lot to get that song. I'm sure it was, but I'm, it was worth it. I love it. It makes me want to run through a wall. It's great. <laughs> and, all right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of this fabulous show, along with host and writer for Women's Wrestling Talk and color commentator for the Belladonna Division Battle Club Pro and Black Girl Magic 2022. And welcome to the last of the Black History Month collaboration series episodes, where I am sitting here with the fabulous and amazing and bold and electrifying jobber tears podcast you heard the song you know the vibes you know their faces we are in here to collaborate and talk about black excellence the future of black excellence in wrestling now of course we got to start with the ladies first she is the mediator she is the awesome co-owner of battle club pro you have seen her commentate you have seen her do all of the things but most importantly i definitely call her friend her name is janelle from the hr how are you janelle i am well how are you doing good doing good trying to maintain trying to maintain Ooh. yes that's the virgo way to do it? oh yes oh, exactly <laughs> now next to her is the electrified mr black who has all of his amazing opinions on wrestling but he's also a referee who's growing and training in his own way so mr black how are you what's up y'all man how you guys doing today man 
Yes, doing good. I'm glad to have you. And of course, we have the now two-time guest, three-time guest now of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. He is Sir Wilkins. He is out here in these streets being a wrestler, being a host, being on all of the Amazon shows. So how are you, Sir Wilkins? I'm good. Back on the Hardy Podcast show. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie Hardy out here hosting. Yeah, I just realized oh, why you was doing that. <laughs> I was thinking, like, why you keep doing this? And I was like, yes, because that's the symbol. That's the symbol. <laughs> Hilarious. Yes. <laughs> You know what's so funny though? I've only had a few people do that symbol at me. No, everybody doesn't do that at me because it takes them a minute to really think about it. But it's okay. It's okay though. I accept it. I accept it. But I'm just so happy to have you guys here. Y'all remember a long time ago when I started my show? I only had y'all one at a time on audio. Yes. Look at you. Times have changed. Yes. Definitely hard to get money. Oh God. Yes, just got to upgrade, just got to upgrade. Like, I remember feeling so nervous asking you guys to even be on my show, considering I was just doing audio and I saw y'all were doing all the things with your video and everything. And I was like, oh my God, would they even want to be on my show? But y'all did. But y'all did. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it was so good to have y'all then. And it's great to have y'all now all together. This is something I've been planning for a long time. So we're all here and it's great and we've all met before and it's fantastic. So yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. No, that's dope. Yes, it is. So to start off, I want to ask you guys, um, how do you believe that you guys embody black excellence individually and collectively? Mm-hmm. Y'all Janelle not gonna let me can go, go first. first. No. no, Janelle, go first. Go first, no. Janelle. No, this is no. my show. You got to go first. Ugh, they it. always make me go first. Oh, I mean, well. Um, um, okay, so the two-part question. So how do we collectively embody Black excellence? I think for us, we just wanted to have a platform where our voices could be heard. And I think in doing that, it encouraged a lot of other podcasters and other people in media and people of color to kind of like step out of their comfort zone. Once they kind of saw us kind of do it, they were just like, oh, if they could do it, I could do it kind of thing. And that I think that kind of helped um, us. And then also, too, at the end of our show, I, oh, I, I don't know where I got it from, how I started doing it, but I end the show off saying hashtag Black Excellence. And, if, and it's always been that way. And that was just something naturally that came to me. I don't know why, I don't know how, but I felt like it was important for us to be able to showcase that not only are we knowledgeable, not only do we love wrestling, not only do we have fun talking about it, but that we're black and we're doing all of those things. So that was the importance, I think, looking back at it, why I kind of ended the show that way, because it was always something I wanted to remind people at the end of the show, like, this is... Black excellence, and this is what we do. Um, in terms of myself, God, Lord, y'all know I'm like talking about me. Um, Wait, I think stop lying. being a no, I really don't though. I don't like talking about myself, and you guys should know that. Um, by now, but I would say for me, it was just my goal was always to be able to do things so that people behind me could do it. 
because people weren't doing it. There was no, there was no, I never saw like a black female doing commentary. I never saw a black owner, you know, being a part of ownership of a of an independent promotion. Um, certain events and places that we've been able to be blessed to be in the same rooms with people, like those things, I think were important for us to kind of put on our back so that people behind us can, you know, we have a legacy. We have people that, you know, can look at what we've done and, and do it better. I always tell people do it. Don't, don't be like us be better. So that's how I'm going to wrap that up. Now it's your turn. Cause y'all always put me first. <laughs> All right. What about you, Mr. Blake? Um, collectively, we're just showing that it's possible. It's just really just possible. Like if you just put your mind to something, you could do it. You could achieve it. Just whatever you do, you could do it. Like I always say that you people saw me from my journey. And some people even saw me from way before. So to see my journey up until now, you could do it too. So my thing is like people don't listen to what you say. They they listen to what you do. So as a group, they watching us, they want to be like us. And collectively, you guys, anybody who knows us individually wise, we will put your arms around you and talk to you. And we're not going to hold your hand. We'll give you the blueprint. What you do with that is up to you. That's it. But if you don't do well, we're not going to like shun you. We're still going to embrace you. You understand? There's people that who talk crap about us, everything like that, but we're such involved people with our, we have saying the piece that they come back around and they want to be around us because we're genuine people. So collectively we're showing that there's genuine people in wrestling. Not everybody trying to get your money. That's it. And me as an individual, it's just like, <laughs> bro, I'm living a dream. And if you believe in manifesting, this is it. Like, this is it. Like, this is it. It's just, it's all, it's all what you put in. And I, and I tell people, if you put in goodness, you get goodness back. How you view the world is up to you. If you want to be negative and view the world, negativity is going to come out. If you see the positive, positivity is going to come out. And whenever everyone sees me, they say, oh, why are you so happy? This and that. I was like, because I found it. I didn't try. It just came to me. It's just, my biggest lesson me as an individual is to teach people, like, if you work hard in life, and you just believe in yourself, everything's going to work out at the end. Absolutely. I love that answer. It's very beautiful and very um, reflective. What about you, Star Wilkins? Um, I think collectively we've done a, 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 we left the mark where us, per se, the culture is, is okay in wrestling. And collectively, I think we've shown people that there are people who look like us, who enjoy wrestling, who could, who, but but also can talk about other stuff. Mm -hmm. like, I mean, like, because there's is a, a real stank, to say the least, on wrestling fans. How we're just, you know, this one-dimensional. Uh, monolith of, of, of people like you only like one type of thing you only look a certain type of way to to be a wrestling fan and i think we've kind of showed that, that that's that's not true mm -hmm. we've kind of broken the mold on that one collectively as as a team and you know we've been consistent over the years when it comes to the putting out content and we've built a community of people that you know like it's it built a community 
and a community that cares about one another over, over, over the years. I think that's probably the biggest thing that we've done collectively. And individually, I think for me is, I think probably the biggest thing is me being myself over the years. And, and as much, um, you know, shit I get, heat I get from <laughs> all across every brand and all across all platforms, I'm still the same person. I mean, obviously I've grown over the years since, since we started, but I'm the same person. And I'm myself. I'm not going to change that. The core of me hasn't changed. Have I gotten better at things? Yes. But the core, the, at core, I'm still Wilkins. You know what I mean? Mm hmm Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Authenticity is key um, when you're doing anything like this. I remember when I was first starting, I think Janelle at one point, I talk about it all the time. Janelle um, at one point told me, like, look, you have to be true to you and true to your experience. Um, otherwise, you'll just get lost in what other people want and what other people might want to hear and all that other stuff. And I've sort of taken that um, and sort of ran with it because there have been times where I've been afraid, you know, to say a certain thing or to be honest about a certain thing for fear of coming off, you know, harsh or too mean or something. But the truth is, is that you have to really like be you and live your truth. And then that will open up the doors for other people to live their truth. And that's something that I'm really glad that all of you guys have collectively built and individually built within yourselves. Um, because it's opened a door for so many other people, including myself, to feel like they have, you know, space to do this thing. So that is completely, all of your answers are amazingly valid and very beautiful. I love that. I love it a lot. Yeah. Thanks, Harvey. Of course. <laughs> um, so where do you guys imagine job the Jobber Tears network is going to be, say, in the next few years? Or have you ever thought about it? I got it. Okay. Oh, the one time he wants to go first. Mm. Uh, I think about this. We're gonna own a podcast studio. And on top mm -hmm. of that, we're gonna be the first ever wrestling agency. Meaning okay. like all, all, let's say how that big time Yaya, you know, one of our clients, you know, one of the early brands, you know, of course you're going to have the legacy statute, everything like that, but make you feel important. We will basically get you in the business where like, Hey, what do you want to do? When you get to acting, we got you. When you get to podcasting, built in there. You know what I'm saying? For photography, your portfolio, we got you. We take care of you. Hey, you need health insurance? Blah, 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 blah. Type it up. We got you. Because the one thing that a lot of these wrestlers don't have in the beginning is somebody just to do the little stuff people don't understand that in your state you could qualify for health insurance they don't know that because they, they, they come all fresh off the porch so if you provide a system where they do everything you got them you understand yeah that's pretty big i like that it's actually really good um janelle why do you how do you feel about the future um, I think the future will definitely, as Mr. Black mentioned, my my vision was always to kind of be like the Rock Nation, but just for wrestling and for Black wrestlers. Mm -hmm. So eventually, you know, we won't be probably podcasting as much, but we want to be able to still give people a platform 
to be able to, whether it's a podcast, whether it's helping them market themselves, whether, because that's a number one thing in, in wrestling. A lot of wrestlers, especially on the independent scene, you know, always have either the time or they don't really know how to market themselves and how to promote themselves. So, you know, doing, whether it's workshops, doing things like that, like those are going to be kind of the things <laughs> that, um, that, you know, within the next few years that, you know, we'll probably dive more into just really kind of more helping the community. Like our foundation is pretty good. So it stopped being about us a long time ago. So mm-hmm. we just kind of create, you know, kind of continuing that track and, and making sure that the, that the culture is good, that the community is good. Um, and that we're good, you know, we're always, you know, we've, as Sir Wilkins has mentioned, you know, we've grown not only on screen, but just as individuals, because I always tell people that first year was, uh, y'all lucky, <laughs> I still, not lucky I still get the job until podcast, i tell you that. But, but it's a testament to not only our story, but our, our own individual selves. And I think we just had to learn what works for us. Oh, shout out to the Clark Sheet Wrestling Podcast and the building from Chi-Town. But uh, but yeah, so much yeah. So basically, it's just really helping the community of wrestling, and for us to just still be able to have that voice and it being on a bigger stage than you know just the just the stream yards and things like that. Like, let's try to take it to another level. But I guess not. So I know for me, I, I like to be in the background as much as I'm on the forefront. But <laughs> I want to be able to just let someone else shine a little bit brighter. Yeah, I can totally see you guys being sort of like the rock nation of wrestling or black wrestling. Like, that's amazing. Like, that is a huge vision. But I can totally see it happening, though. Like, that's cool. But I I don't don't know how to feel about y'all not podcasting as much. That would make me a little sad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, like, that would make me a little sad. Just just a little sad. Just, you know, realistically, (laughs) like, we've had internal conversations. Just realistically, like, we're all getting older. We're all in different parts of our lives and things like that. So, realistically not to say we will stop podcasting and that'll be the end of the job of podcast but it may not be as frequent in the years to come because of life mm-hmm. and because things yeah. may happen so we just you know we as much as of course we love podcasting because you know they 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 be like oh we we pod in today so as much as we love it um we also you know do have lives and other things mm-hmm. that as individuals we may want to accomplish that doesn't really may not even involve wrestling so those are the you know realistic conversations that we've had cuz you know we're we're about 4 years in so those are just realistic conversations but no no time soon Will wow. we stop podcasting? I don't want to get people to be like, oh my God, they're breaking up. No, we're good. <laughs> this, the question was a few years down the road. So let me just play mm-hmm. that up. All right. What about you, Sir Wilkins? I think yeah, it's pretty, they pretty much answered the question for the most part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. That's cool. You know, I've, I have like, 10 different visions for my own self. Like if I could like direct a question to myself, like I have imagined the idea of possibly opening up a wrestling school. Maybe, I don't know. I have, I don't know anything about business. So this is just something I've thrown out there. So I've thought Listen, about maybe. You speak doing... into existence and you get a team together and people that know, uh, you may not know, but somebody else will know and figure it out. Yeah. But then I also think about, you know, where I am going in the media. Um, world as well and a part of me thinks about like maybe what will happen if the hardy wrestling podcast turned into the hardy wrestling show 
like what would happen if it turned into a show kind of like Oprah or kind of like Tamron Hall or something or Ellen or something or what if what if I do get hired on to be a commentator you know on NXT like all the things that I'm just sort of thinking about or being a backstage correspondent for WWE or even for WOW or Impact like those are all the things that I'm even thinking about at this point but I feel like I do so much that it's hard to really narrow down at this point so Jesus Christ um <laughs> whatever comes first I'll take it and whatever pays the most I guess at this point I'll be fulfilled by it but at the same time you know, get them dollars yeah but at the same time it's just you know I'm in this place where I'm doing more than I ever thought that I would due to this platform and I'm really blessed by it but it's just a matter of trying to narrow it down because like you say you have life stuff too to sort of you know put into perspective so I get it but I really believe that you guys can be you know that agency that rock nation thing because y'all just got it going on y'all have that swagger already like I see it <laughs> like I could imagine you yeah I could imagine you guys like an Ebony magazine or something and I'd be like oh that's interesting <laughs> and then you might might wind up saving somebody's life in that way. So since you guys participate in black wrestling media, how do you feel about the state of it at this point? Is it what's good about black people in wrestling media and what could be improved upon? Hmm. Starting with Wilkins. Yes. Um so black wrestling media, I think, has uh truly blossomed over the years probably the past five years probably really been an explosion because of how much easier it is to to, to pod and how much easier technology has improved especially around the pandemic time um it took a while to get here like it, it took a very long time for it to get here but i'm happy that it is where it's at uh it, when we first started, there wasn't too many black wrestling podcasts or like even there were a few, but but not ones that were just embracing who they were as black people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, bring up the story. I remember one time I interviewed Will Washington from um, Rap Rhapsody. And he's been potting for, I think, maybe oh, close to like 15, 20 years. Wow. Potting was a thing. And he'd been doing wrestling podcasting for a while. And he said this story and, and it, it really touched me. He said that he was scared because his, his co-host was leaving to, to go pursue bigger dreams. And he was scared about becoming the face of the, of, of the podcast because he was black. Mm -hmm. Would the crowd resonate with him what would they still be you know so pull, pull that following and it, it, it hit me because it's like damn it, it that's how it sometimes is you know what i mean how we sometimes feel because we are the way that we are people not gonna pardon my language fuck with us so but I've always said this about numbers. Numbers are great. Numbers are great. Everybody wants crazy numbers. You, you just accomplished something really good with your um, last minute that you put out. Congratulations on that. Thank you. But 
at the end of the day, if you get a hundred people to watch your thing, it's it's amazing. I remember I saw this quote. I'm going on a little tangent. My apologies, uh, Hardy. It's there was this quote that came out and said, if you were walking down the street one day and 25 people said they liked your outfit, you would feel amazing. You'd be like, oh, that's, that's, that's a good feeling. I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm mad when only 25 people like your stuff on Instagram. Mm. So at the end of the day, black people make up, what is it, like 13 or 15% of the population. Yeah. But that 13, 15% of population will support. And they need people that look like you and you and I to represent their thoughts, their um, the way that they speak, the way that they carry themselves, even the way that they dress. Like all four of us are different versions of black. So that's needed within within this community and this within within this media space. So I think it's grown a, I think it's grown a lot. Things that could be improved is, I think sometimes we get to this place where because you're black, you have to support this. Because you're black, you have to move in this type of way. There are certain things we all collectively will not say on a platform. Is that old? Is that old black? Um, black thing we keep that in the kitchen we don't talk about it we don't talk about it nowhere we can't talk about that in the kitchen there's mm-hmm. most there's a couple of things that we collectively won't talk about but at the end of the day we still got strong opinions we still have our own different types of thoughts and it has to be okay with that and i think another one way that that really bothers me sometimes is the way that black women in this space get attacked so much and us as black creators really don't have their backs like, like we should because there'll be something like like hardy will say something like oh i didn't like his color the colors of his ties and then there'll be some loser be like oh you don't fucking know nothing you a dumb ass motherfucker oh, oh God. bitch stupid black bitch <laughs> like, God. right and all you're doing is just giving your opinion. Right. And I think some, and I've said this before, I think sometimes we fail at that in, in, when it comes to that. Yeah. I think us black men and men of color sometimes fail when it comes to having black female wrestling creators backs. And that's something that I should work on as well. I'm not perfect at this. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, yo, I, I, I've, I've done my due diligence. And I and I am the hero with the cape, but sometimes it, it gets out of hand. But that's that, that, that's my little two cents. Twenty five cent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But I do appreciate that though. Like you might. I feel like even though you might say you're not perfect, there was that one time where you did had to jack somebody up for me. That was. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciated that so much. So, yeah. Um, what about you, Janelle? How do you feel? Um, there's always room for growth, and I think that <laughs> oh, your boyfriend's watching. Shout yes. out to him. That's my guy. <laughs> I'm number one fan. He gotta come out to New York. <laughs> but um, 
like Sir Wilkins has mentioned, we, you know, the last kind of like five years has been booming for black podcasters, just in general, I think, not just even just in wrestling. I think, you know, between, you know, Joe yeah. Budden and still the Breakfast Club still going, like, there's just been an elevation, I think, of black podcasters just in general, just out, even outside of wrestling. But what I would have, what I would love to actually see a little more, and it's something that you know it actually a smidge goes against what Sir Will has mentioned, but I believe that there's so much power in a black dollar, and I think that as us as a community, you know, if we can, if, if they could spend three hundred dollars on this, and you know, not to say you can't you spend people money, but if it's something that you know you want to support. And you see that, you know, oh, this is a all-black woman card. Let let me show up. Let me pull up. There's mm-hmm. power in numbers. And people can't talk to us any type of way if we are all together on the same page. And I think that's kind of the goal that I would love to see is it's not a, you know, it's not a competition. Like, we're not, like, I, I, I don't see us competing with anyone or people competing with us even if that is the narrative that people may want to put out there but for us it's always been open arms it's always been how can we help you and i think that needs to be amplified across the board so it's not so much you know a one you know a one person a one show job it's a job we all can hold together and we all be accountable for each other and i think that's something and just in wrestling in general is accountability whether it's executive whether it's wrestling whether it's whatever it is every ounce of wrestling there should be a line of accountability and it should be the same in podcasting and how we voice our opinions and and how we protect each other in that and i think just us as a community if we support one another whether it's on a financial whether it's on a spiritual whether it's on a let me do oh this person can't do the show this week can you hop on like somebody asked me yesterday and i felt so bad i couldn't because i was at work but when you build that kind of community you can have people reach out and be able for you guys to work together because that's really what it's all about. It's not, it's how could we help you? And I think that's how we've always positioned ourselves. Um, and I just would love to see, you know, other podcasters across the country, like not just us, because we have our own little thing up here and like down south and things like that. But on the West Coast, in the Midwest, in the South, all over, it'd be nice for us as podcasters of a community of wrestling where we're already the minority, we're still the minority to be able to come together and be able to do some powerful things. So that's kind of my, my wish in that tangent of, uh, I just want us to be better at supporting each other. Cause it doesn't always have to be financially, but then it also doesn't have, you don't have to leave me on red. You don't have to act like you don't know me. If you see me at a show, like let's be able to stop all of that and be able to just be like, Hey, how can I help you? How, how can we do better together? Definitely. I love that answer. Definitely love it. Um, And what about you, Mr. Black? How do you feel about the state of Black wrestling media? I love the fact that it represents us. Is You get many different, very different kind of mixture of Blacks. Like, if you want that, we smoke weed on camera, we talk about the hood, you're going to tune the dirty heels. You feel me? If you want something very wholesome, turn turn to the stepping party podcast you understand if you want to make sure a little bit of everything the job of chance you know or you want to make sure a little, little more girly of the mean girls those wrestling girls it showed the variation of different kind of blacks and i like that 
You understand? Like, again, it's like a, it's a village at this point. Is It's not uncommon for me to be on Brian Water shows. You understand? It's not uncommon to be on Kiki's show. It's not uncommon to be us, all of us in pictures together. It's not uncommon. You understand? And, like, to me, is like we're becoming more and more of what we saw in the Source magazines, in the Vibe magazines. You understand? Everybody focuses on, oh, the Rock Nation. Nah, we're doing it on our own level. Um, the, um, whenever we have these different events, like Java Slam, you see the videos. You're like, oh, that's what's name. Da, 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 da. To our fans, they look like, oh, this is this is lit. You understand? It show that black people have variation. Like we're doing this, and we're doing this, and you know, and it's good. It's a good feeling. And the one thing I want to change is the fact that, yo, don't say that when I say something about your character on screen. Don't hide behind the fact that, oh, as a black person and proceed to disrespect me. You understand? Just because we're blacker than that, no, that don't mean nothing. Respect me on a human level. Don't come at me and say, oh, we're black. No, mm -mm, I don't like that. Another thing that, another thing too is, I hate the fact that is, um, wait, wait, back to the track that I like the fact that because of wrestling, a lot of people who are awkward are able to come out and be themselves. Because they see more black people in this. And the, and, the, and the, what they do want to change is like a lot of black people who like wrestling but don't want to show it. They be all up in the parties, all the doing this, but yet when they ride their friends, they still want to hide that. Like, yo, bro, don't hide that, man. Like, show the people what you were. Like, don't be scared. Like, be your own cool. And like, I feel like a lot of black people especially around the famous people. Like, I want to stop the fact that, oh, you only went on this because he had this numbers. Nah, man, like, you're not too big for nobody because you get injured, you get fired any day and go right back to the bottom. I don't like that. You understand where, like, you hide behind the Twitter, talk mad stuff, and then you be like, oh, we need to be united, but yet you do the opposite. Bro, like, what are you doing? So I want to change the fact that let's be more united in in this. We're united, but at the same time, we're mass separate. So I want to change that. All right. All of those were really great answers. And I do hope for more of a change in all of the points that you guys made in terms of Black um, wrestling media and personalities and stuff like that. So it's really great that you guys have all of this, all of these visions that will hopefully come to light in the future. So something that I really admire about you guys is the fact that y'all really keep your pulse on what's going on in terms of independent wrestling in New York City. That's something that I just love about y'all and y'all work in it as well. So that's always amazing. So who would you say has all of in the independent wrestling industry in New York has all of the tools to become the future of black excellence in wrestling? Encore. Okay. Encore. Do you want more? <laughs> yeah. Encore. That's, I'm, I have this, I have the, um, the same answer as well. I think Janelle probably have somebody else. But somebody else. Huh? Go ahead. Who, who's the other person? No, no, no. I mean, he's not up and coming, but I mean, of course, Darius Carter should get his flowers at all times. Mm -hmm. Um, in all honesty, our um battleweight nemesis champion A game, I definitely See a lot of great things for him. Um, 
just because, and it's not even, of course, in ring, you know, it's always, you know, that's always going to be a craft, but just him as an individual. Um, I think how humble he is, how, you know, he, he wants to put out the respect so he can get the respect back. Like, I just think there's just a level of a work ethic that he has that, that not a lot of like up and coming, um, independent wrestlers would, but I mm-hmm. definitely think him, um, I always, I feel I'm going to be biased to our, our Southern brothers, but definitely Zuka. He was in your beginning intro and I popped. <laughs> I said, oh, Zuka. Yeah, um, but him, yeah, him, him just wrestling George South, um, in a title match, and even though he lost, like that's a that's a bigger gain than a than a loss. So those, you know, those little monumental things, you know, that he's done has been really dope recently. Um, Prolific, of course. Um, whole, yo. <laughs> uh, independent. I'm trying to think because this I'm trying to think Jersey, who's out there like that. Um, I oh, listen. I love me some some Joey Ace. It's <laughs> the best restaurant waiter ever in WWE history. Um, so wow. always want to shout him out. Um, but there's just tons of you know hungry independent wrestlers out here, and it's super dope because I feel like since the pandemic, there's been a lot more of schools opening up around here in this area too. Um, of course, we'll fall out. Um, oh. and there's there's a few others, but you know, I think you know, with the with the resources, and that's always been an issue, and it's something that we've talked about on our podcast is you know, that whole like ratio of like why aren't there more black people in wrestling? But a part of that is because they may not have a place to go. You know, we had interviewed God rest his soul um Shad and he Shad. mentioned had he had to get on a bus from New York to what did he go, Tennessee or something, Kentucky. Mm-hmm to Kentucky Jesus. back and yeah, forth Kentucky. to go train. So like then it was super hard. And now I think it's, you know, with more resources and people wanting to, you know, break into it. Like I saw when we just met the other day, um, Yaya's cousin's friend who's been coming to shows started training at Fallout. And, yeah. I, was, and, it, and it, I was like, oh my God, that, that made my day. Cause I was just like, you know, people can always talk and they can always say, but when you put that action behind those words, it, it holds a lot more. So just to see people really just showing up and showing out, it, it tells a lot about their work ethic. So I just think that definitely the landscape in terms of wrestling is going to change um, within, you know, within the next few years, especially here in New York, just because a lot more schools are opening up, a lot more opportunities. And, and a lot of them are starting to see that there are other places outside of the tri-state area to wrestle. So I think that helps as well. I mean, the people that I have to say right now, I'll give my list is main event, big game Leroy, Encore, Prolific. Um, of course, Darius Carter, um, New York. Um, I have to say Cosmic. He goes to the fallout. Cosmic, a little bit biased. And someone who's very up and coming is um, two guys is... Um, Anthony Gamble, I definitely see him approving, and definitely KJ Matt. Like those people are very they 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 still young, but they're up and coming. I'm telling you, watch out for those people. Uh, I think my list would probably be uh, like. Are you, gonna, are you gonna include yourself? I think on I think Encore <laughs> was probably one. It's probably top on my list. We've seen the um, he has a complete package. Mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, he is. 
probably in another two years be what Carmelo Hayes is. And and a lot of people probably gonna argue with me on that part, but the look is there, the in-ring ability, the charisma is there, everything is there where he's he's on that level of getting to that. Um Jay Storm, I think she's not talked about enough. She's one of mm, the yeah. I love the gimmick. She she has a complete <laughs> right now. Obviously, the the, the um the ring the, the ring is getting better. Um in the next year, I feel Violet, Ultraviolet, will be one of the top women wrestlers within the within the wrestling community. After the, she's been putting on a string of matches where it's like, oh, you wrestling wrestling now. Yeah, who's uh, she facing in two weeks? Isn't it Maxi and Paler or am I tripping tripping? Maxi Maxi and Paler, she is facing. So th mm. they 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 booked her with people to elevate her game over the past couple of months at, at House of Glory. So I you're seeing that improvement. Um Steve Pena's another one that he he should nah, he got some good trunks, so he'd be all right. So he he he's be on the on the on the rising of Bringing something more to more to the game. Darius Carter is a name that's always going to be talked about, not to diminish him or what he's accomplished, but he's 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 on a mountaintop right now. Uh, we talked; they mentioned prolific, uh, and I think that there's a few others I might be forgetting about, but those are the ones that that, that stuck out, that stick out right now, where they're on the cusp of something huge within within this industry. And doing and doing what they need to do in and out the ring, because because for me I look at a bunch of things like how are you marketing yourself, how are you taking care of yourself physically, ring gear, all of that. How's the crowd reacting to you if you're a heel or face? And the people that I've mentioned are kind of encompassing all of that, where they're going to be next up. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been wrong since. But <laughs> just saying, nigga, I've been wrong. Leave a man to toot his own horn. He will toot. <laughs> he but will toot. But here's the thing, though. None of you really are wrong because I know that in listening to you guys before I was even able to come to New York last year for the first time, um, a lot of the people that you guys discussed are people that I actually saw in action like at Battle Club um, for Welcome to War and then also for Jobber Slam. Watching all these people in action just makes me realize, you know what, they were right about these people. <laughs> and so it's just like, y'all really do, y'all be knowing. And it's just like, okay, I see what they be talking about now. I see this person have all having all this ooze. I see all their action. I saw I just seeing all of those people that you guys mentioned, and even the ones that I haven't really like had a chance to watch. Like it makes me want to go back and look up who they are because the proof is in the pudding. Like these people really have put in the hard work in order to position themselves for that next level. So yeah, like I completely agree with you all when it comes to that answer, and I just love. How you guys mention these guys' names all the time offhand, even though Mr. Black will like, he'll jump in and be like, oh, shout out to this person, shout out to this person. Like, it's real. <laughs> it's real, okay? And he knows why. Like, he's really like, all of y'all really are just behind him saying shout out to these people because y'all really see that they have what it takes. And I love that. And it's, Janelle, you see, Sir Wilkins didn't mention himself. 
as I know. I was the next like, person. Is he not going to mention himself. Like he he's he's finished. <laughs> he's retired. He can, he's not. Like, he, he actually is not. I can I can definitely tell you uh-oh. that he is not. But can <laughs> Sir Wilkins nice, tell know. us? Can he Sir Wilkins tell us he that won't. he's not? He won't. Yeah, he nice, can. You know. He has to Thank speak you. for himself. Thank you. I got it done today. I he has to. Be, he has really to speak nice. for himself. Okay, so Sir Wilkins, do you do you want to tell I the Hardy Hardy Nation what's going on? Still retired. You said what? I am still retired. <laughs> <laughs> See, he told me that. He told me that the last time he came on before. Listen, before I'm his just, match. So I'm hey, just gonna say. I'm just gonna answer. say this this one thing, and then we can move on. Saturday, July 29th. That is Java all I will say. Three. That's all I will say. And somebody will definitely be like, am I still retired? That's actually how you should do the promo, Loki. <laughs> That's, <still> funny. <laughs> That's funny. That's or, funny. Or do a backtrack like how Cody did, like wrestling's <laughs> not only royal family. Because like <laughs> oh, I was so Lord. upset that he did that. Because I, like, I couldn't I hear like it. This. Oh my gosh. Anyway. That is so funny. Oh, gotta love it. Java Slam 3 coming soon. July 29th. Yes, that's a very special day indeed. That's me and my boyfriend's anniversary. So. Oh, oh, really? Wow. So, so, like, oh, oh, so that has to... Listen, oh, I know he's watching. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Mr. The first, the first man of the, st- of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Listen up. Oh Lord! Bring you guys. <laughs> bring you guys up. Come up for oh, Jumper Slam. Spend the romantic weekend in New York for your anniversary. How many years would it be? Eleven. Eleven years. Ten plus one. <laughs> Spend it. You know, Friday night. Y'all could be romantic. Watch SmackDown in the hotel, and then Saturday, you come to the show. Have a great time. Ooh. A little after party after. And then Sunday, if y'all choose to stay, I could do brunch <laughs> or go sightseeing. Mm-hmm. Listen, I just planned your whole anniversary trip. So, Mr. Mister out there, you better get it together. Oh, Lord. It's funny. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It sounds nice because I love New York. I love New York. But, you know, we just got to wait and see on it. But either way, it's a special day. Jobber Slam 3, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. More than likely, I'll be a sponsor for it, you know. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I of course. I already. Because <laughs> yes. what we already Mentally spoke already about. Because yeah. Yeah, I'm about to be like, how what we got going on, <laughs> I'm going to need all the sponsors I can get. So. Oh, yes. More than likely. Like, if I can't make it, then I'll be a sponsor. So, hey, yeah. that's what it you is. You say representative. And like, you can, you can, so you can sponsor again. You can sponsor again the, the one that, that's retired. Oh, maybe you never know. You never know. I'll be on the lookout for those um announcements. But back to the line of questioning though, how do you feel that the modern crop of black athletes will fare in a business that has always that hasn't always been great to its predecessors? Dang. Dang. Hmm. Man, I mean, we've gotten better. And I yeah. think I think because there are a lot more of, that look like us behind the scenes and and on that executive. What did I do? On that executive <laughs> level, he always says my last name when I do something wrong. So um, I think that you know, with the help of executives being people of color, I think it helps uh, wrestlers being 
people of color. I think the more that that is, then, you know, the more doors can open and things like that. I think the need is there and it's not something I think they, they can't turn a blind eye to it anymore. And I think that's really what it is. I think before you could just be like, you're the black wrestling fan and, it, and nobody pays attention. But like I said, I especially on the WWE side of things, I can definitely say they understand the, the value of a black dollar and understand mm-hmm. like when we go to Barclays, you you're seeing families of four and six. Like remember that mom we saw me when me and Wilkins were in Dallas, Romania last year, we went to Access. I told him go run wild. It's your first mania. Do what you gotta do. And then because he was like, I gotta get the Cody shirt. It's like get what you want. Oh. And then when we were leaving, because we had to go back to the stadium for night two, we saw this mom and she had like three or four sons. And I said, Oof. She and they all had bags and she bought them whatever they wanted. They all had something. And that speaks for itself because that's that's who's gonna move the needle. So to say, it's gonna be those those families, those those type of families. So I think they're realizing with you know with the Bianca Belairs and you know still with the New Day, um, even on the NXT level, level with Carmelo, with Trick, um, you know with Street Profits. You know we have these visions of what could could be because it's in real time. So I think the more we keep applying that pressure is the more that they can't turn a blind eye to us. And that that really is just in general, whether it's in politics, whether it's at your job, whatever it is, like you have to be the one, like if you're the one asking questions, if you're the one that's in, that's trying to figure out what's going on, then good. You should be the one trying to do that because that's when they take you serious. And I think that that for me was a lesson I had to learn in our early years was, you know, people would always say like, oh my God, she knows what she's talking about. Yes, the fuck I, what else would I be talking about if I didn't know? Like, <laughs> like come on. Now. But in terms of like when people kind of got over that hump, because that's always the first obstacle is, do you know what you're talking about? So once we kind of get over that, then people can take you serious. Then, you know, those doors start opening and people start having conversations. So the more you show up and know what you're talking about and don't look silly and crazy, the more things, you know, will start to really open your eyes and, and you'll be able to see different opportunities and things happening to you. So that's mm-hmm. all that in a nutshell. All right. Wilkins? Gentlemen? <laughs> um, well, so I think Janelle touched on it a little bit when she said about having more executives of color in in in, in the building, to say the least. I think that's one of the biggest things that needs to be improved on a, a more diverse executive team of people in, in, in on the executive side, on the booking side. Just understanding, like, yo, not everybody has to be has to be a certain type of black, but you know, a, a, mm-hmm. a diverse team behind the scenes helping with booking. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Bianca Belair has shown is that. She's a black woman, fully engulfed in who she is, but her fans are from all different backgrounds, all different races, all different religions. And that's why she's held the towel for 300 days. And it's also showing that she's, I think last year, I could be wrong, she was top five in merch sales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, 
it's not I just can believe it. It's everybody buying her stuff. Listen, I'm still trying Me. to get the hat with the ponytail on it. Yeah, so so you, you know what I mean it, it's it's showing that yeah, like she she moves the needle. A black woman's moving the needle. We see um Sasha Banks, aka Monet now. <laughs> what she's doing over there in Japan pro wrestling is she's making history. She is that that brand helping sell out the arena. Regardless of what people may say, oh, it's in California, and always sell that. Nah, she's 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 part of that. She's bringing mm-hmm. that, and she's br- so. I'll I'll even tell I'll even say this. Some people were saying, oh yeah, you know that particular event because it's in California, it always sells out. Okay, we we can kind of say that, but the bigger thing that event is getting more publicity than it ever has. People are caring about it. People are watching it. It's just showing how strong her brand is. Like people were watching Elimination Chamber and that to see her to see her wrestle live. So, black athletes, it's it's one of those it's one of that old saying: the cream always rises to the top. Macho said that. He was he was it was an old he got from somewhere else. It's an old. Well, he said it. So make Ooh, sure yeah, you dig it. Put some respect on my favorite wrestler of all time. So yeah. all I'm saying. But it, like it, it's one of those situations where, regardless of how they try to bring us down, we're still going to rise to the top. And, and, and we're seeing it on a consistent basis with everything that, with everything. You see what Jade's doing over there in AEW, regardless of the bad booking. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that. Why do you like this? You see what he's doing. Oh, hello from East Tennessee. Thank you for tuning in. Yo, yeah, thank you. Appreciate you. He's the home of hot chicken, right? Yeah, the Nashville hot chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruh, I had some hot chicken yesterday. <laughs> from where? Where you? Was your mouth on fire? It's some spot in um in Montclair, New Jersey. Is this? Oh this wow! Hey, you went to Jersey for hot chicken? You get that in the city? No, there's no real hot chicken like this out there. It is on fire, but it's so good. How was how was the bathroom? No, not easy. No, no, no issues. Really. Good for okay. you. Wow. Good for you. Cause yeah, he'd be quick to go to the bathroom. So. Well, oh my goodness. I'm healthy. My insides are healthy. <laughs> oh, my right. good health is real. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. <laughs> no, I'm not moving on to the next question. Like Mr. Black didn't get a chance to answer um right. this one. What's the question? The question what? is, do you feel um, that this current crop of black athletes in wrestling can can um, thrive in an area of which in an area that people haven't um, historically had the best look in terms of black wrestlers like their predecessors have? Of course, we have the best look because they realize that we're money. At the end of the day, though, is like eventually they're going to realize that, oh, this wrestling shit, this shit is hot. Oh, there's a school up the block. Um, every month I might pay 150, 120, and these are like people who've been 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 in the industry now because a lot of people that we grew up watching are giving back by having wrestling schools. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because because they see the the um the injustice with with certain people not being able to afford certain things. You understand? Like shout out to the fallout man. Like they get someone who's 18 to say maybe I'm not ready to go into college, but I like to, to like. Like I like the atmosphere of being around the team. 
So they go to a fallout. They go to a house of glory and maybe other schools around their area. And the good thing about social media is you'll click away. You understand? If you have your cell phone, good look. So the, mm-hmm. the cream is going to always rise to the top because at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, like they steal from us to this day. You understand? And they go on television and never evolve their gimmick. You know, um, look up Darius, um, Darius Carter and MJF. How do you we understand? go back? To, how do we get to this? Yo, every time it's like it's like a monopoly place board. Like, yeah, I've heard y'all bring that up, and I don't know. I would never accuse anyone of that, but at the same time, it's real. real. We can tell you that. Oh, okay. Stephanie, the tea is being spilled down, down, down to the scoff. It's just a different scoff. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to stop because this is, this is the Hardy podcast. This oh. is not no controversy. This is loving. This is friendly. Yeah, yeah. This is Mama Dirt Sheets of Love. So we mm-hmm. shall move on to the next question. Miss mm-hmm. Stephanie I'm, Hardy. No one Dirt Sheets. No, 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 no controversy. Be a beautiful podcast. Thank you, Mr. This is the church right here. This is the church. This is the church. But like I said before is we're going to continue to dominate. We continue to do what we have to do. And not only that, we're showing the world that we're not just good at making cool moves. You know, shout out to Marquise Marquis by saying that hot nigga shit. Cut promos, <laughs> uh, can we be more professional? I mean, sorry, 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 sorry. Do that, do that hot negro ish. You already said it, so you just gonna have to move. Yeah, on it's okay. Now. It's like oh, I know okay. what it is. It, it's yeah. okay. But either oh, way, but- I mean, <laughs> I mean, either way, I mean, it doesn't really, it doesn't <laughs> matter because, of course, you know, I know people. I do know that, you know, there are some people who do steal things because I know because, of course, we know what cultural appropriation is like. We know what that is. We know that that's real. Um, So what you guys are saying is absolutely valid. But, you know, I don't want to make it seem like I'm just erasing that completely. Like I'm not erasing that. But I have heard you guys mention that before about MJF and Darius Carter. Now, something that I do I do love about Darius Carter is the fact that he does make you you know really angry to the point where you do want to just smack him though because he because that because he and I had a little bit of an encounter but it's okay um yeah that's beautiful you gotta warm up to him he's a he's a he's a slow cooker oh yeah like he's (laughs) yeah he's very like he's very heated when it comes to his you know work now when he's in his he's in his own he's in in his own he's really in it it will make a child cry and not care but really, yeah, yeah. But y'all don't need to know he can. Yeah, but that, yeah, that's what it was. Like he had kicked at a child, and I yelled at him for it. I was like, "Don't do that." But yeah, it's okay. Um, he kicked me before. <laughs> what he kicked you before? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, he did. Listen, he needed his heat. He needed his heat. Yeah. No. Oh God, that would make me so sad. No, it, but, didn't, it didn't because I was happy because that's why I knew that I'm destined to be a ref. I became a ref two years later. Nah, yeah. that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever. See, you took it well, and that's all that matters. Um, so the next question is, do you feel that as black wrestling fans, we have a tendency to pigeonhole newer people into older gimmicks or older factions? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I Who's think- on first? I think um, we, cause I, we love the nation of domination. <laughs> we loved it. All of us were fans of it. But every time a new group comes out of black, oh my God, a new nation of domination is here. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you put four Negroes together, nation of domination. And it could be something completely different, completely like not even correlating with the situation. Or if they see like three black wrestlers, they're like, ah, right, we got to put them together. Mm-hmm. No, they don't have to be in a group together. I've been guilty of this. Janelle been guilty of it. Mr. Black been guilty of it. We all, I have. We I all have. have done yeah done it in some type of way but at the end of the day not everybody's the same not everybody belongs together right you know what i mean and we're feeding for like the street profits to break up in like in a messed up way bro they can just break up and be like all right my my guy i'm gonna go home and and, and they're gonna do one of these (laughs) but like we 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 do kind of do that sometimes in a general sense of like you see black people, we're gonna put them all together. <laughs> I feel like uh our spirit, we do pigeonhole us because we are very we get a prime example, the new day. We understand? Let's start off with Kofi. Oh, I can't take Kofi seriously because he because before his championship match, he's too happy and he throwing pancakes into the audience. Nah, bro. They working. still they still owe an apology Wait. for that Jamaican gimmick. They still oh, owe us really? an apology for that. Oh lord. Again? That was That was booking. No, I'm just yeah, saying I'm though, booking. like when you mention that, it just always obsesses me with Kofi because just like Cause we'll watch some old shit and they'd be like, "Yo, they really try to push the Jamaican thing." Sure, sure. But they hold really on, hold on. Hold but on. I still loved him though. The worst yeah. one was Roman Reigns with blue eyes. Was it blue or was he it gray? Blue. He had blue eye contact. Blue eyes. But yes, but oh, like, Lord. but like, even with that, like whole Jamaican thing. Like, listen, we've been watching wrestling forever. You understand? They lied to about people being brothers. They lied to about people being Soviet guards. They lied, they lied about a lot of things. Yokozuna was not Japanese. So Kofi, Kofi being Jamaican, that's a least of my words. Super least of my words. Yeah. They then had a Gulf of Mexico match. No, no, like we're not gonna be like in this climate, we're not doing this. So, like I said before, is they hate on Kofi because he was himself. And okay, cool. Biggie, right? Oh, Biggie's not serious enough. This, that, and third. And I'm looking like when he fought Sheamus and he attacked his man and had that excellent street fight. He was a smile like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was tight. And at the end, you felt his like you felt his presence. Him versus Apollo, same exact thing. When Baby become champion, you hate on him though, son. Oh, because he's not that style of black that you like. So when Bobby Lashley. You know, he was doing, you know, typical Bobby Lashley, that's who he is. You love them. You have no bad thing to say. And I'm looking like, yo, why can you just not embrace a black man doing something different? Because at the end of the day, a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all are that. Y'all the same dude. Y'all be at Comic-Con, twerking, do all that thing. But it's okay for you to do that. But when someone else on screen who does exactly what you're doing, it's not okay. Oh, you know, he's, um, you know, what my favorite? He is uh, cooning. For the white man by dancing. Nah, they like dancing. And if you watch them in real life, that's who they are. I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of us, and this is why I feel like the black community healing, because we gotta love ourselves, because I understand that it's okay to be who you are. If you're a type of black man that we love flowers, you understand, you love doing hair, and you're a straight black man, that's you. It's okay to do what you want. 
but I feel like as wrestlers, a black one, if you're not doing this, you can't do that. And we always want to bring up, we all did this, the nation. We got to give up the nation, B, because we have way more successful black groups than that outside of the nation. You know, you have Bumbaye Nation and MLW, son. We had um, we had the, um, the, the beatdown clang and the impact. So many other different black groups that did way more than, 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 the, um, than the nation. A lot of people don't know that nation didn't start off being all black. The nation was a group that represented how people was, was like, hey, if you disenfranchise, we're going to bring you in. Know your history, black people. Know it. Yo, but, I had a dream about DOA the other day. Man, so was, funny you mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, because Ooh. they was part of the nation. And after, and after I know. they broke off. Well, 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 the nation was basically the Rainbow Coalition. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Right, like Fred Hamp. Fred Ham, Ham, Hampton. Hampton. Hamilton. Yeah. Hamilton. Hamilton. Was not coming out. Hampton. Yeah. <laughs> Fred Hampton and then the, the Rainbow Coalition. Because Rainbow Coalition was about different people of different races being. It was about inclusivity. About coming up and, and like getting basically rid of poverty within within the within the country and shit. Um, so that's what the nation of domination was. Then it went to, to being a. <clears throat> I feel like it was the reverse though, because that that guy that was giving me National Islam vibes was around when when DOA and Sabia Vega and them were still all together though. But yeah, but it was still it was still more um, Rainbow Coalition. Well, yeah. yeah. I I just think I think for a lot of like us, especially just growing up, um, and I I just think Nation just set that bar for four black men to be together. On some we here, and still mm-hmm. individually, still you know have their own right to stuff. You know you had D'Lo with you know the European and and Icy being both chance at the same time. Oh, oh. You had Godfather being the Godfather. You know you had Mark Henry with the epic "I'm retired, but I'm not retired." So like I think, I think Nation just kind of set that bar, and I think that's always why that's the first reference because that's kind of all you know all we kind of know like i mean but it's interesting that we don't compare white counterpart groups to other previous groups either i mean they may or may not so like even like with revolution it was just like no no one i felt like evolution i felt like you didn't really hear them talk about horsemen even though flair was in the group i don't feel like that was mentioned as much as it probably should have um look at even undisputed era you know that's all my dad used to say But That's I all think, my daddy used to say because he used to compare evolution to the to the four horsemen all the but time. But see, but if that is your era of when you were watching, yeah, that's what you're gonna know. I mean, not to age your daddy, but your daddy probably it's, was raised it's, it's okay. on horsemen. He was so he so he <laughs> knows that that is the that is the stable that is the group of of, of white men that that come through and out of wrestling. So I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's it's so much of more of just having more examples because I think down the road, you're going to have people that are going to reference another group of, of three black men that like video games that are like certain things to new day. I just don't yeah. think that time has happened because they're still in the game. So I think as time mm, progressed, you know, whoever's watching wrestling now, 20 years from now, when they talking to their kids or whatever, whatever, they're going to mention the New Day. They're going to mention the Street Profits. They're going to mention even Hit Row. They're going to mention all these things because those were examples that we didn't have those examples growing up. So the example we had was the only one we could use as a reference. And I Good think point. that's just what it was. It, it, I don't think it's Good so point. much of like 
not mm. them like not accepting them i think it's just for us it was just like this is what we know this is the closest thing we're gonna get to it. it it was the same with the hurt business it was like this is as close oh the beginning of new day when they was in a church choir this is the begin. like but those that was the only example we had so i think now as we have more examples of you know not only you know of black people in stables black champions black moments like I think those things will speak for itself down the road. I just think you know us growing up. That's all we knew. Like, and that's no why we accepted. Man. Why we accepted half the shit we did. We accepted Yoko being Japanese because not to not to be you know the his manager was. So it was like, well, I didn't know. And you, you know, for real, yeah, Mister F- yeah, like he not Samoan. Only Yoko oh. is. But that's I what I'm saying. He but like he, Asian. I mean, I but mean, the like, gimmick was, was, was good white. and it was believable. Was no, white. he wasn't white. He was Asian. I he was Spanish or something. Get together. Know. But what I'm saying is, like, that's why we accepted those things because us just growing up, we didn't know. Like, we didn't know no better. Yeah, we, <laughs> like, did. we didn't. We didn't know Undertaker and Kane were not brothers, even though they still they owe us a hell of an apology for that. Well, that I is, knew that they weren't brothers, though. I mean, I never, I never wild. heard that they weren't brothers. I, ne- I had never heard that they were brothers until I was older and then saw clips where they were saying, oh, he's your brother. I was like, really? Yeah. Really? Uh, I didn't. Or, yeah. Huh? Well, it, it's because it's once again, it goes by eras. Yeah. So when yeah. got into it, that's probably when they were like far the from The tail end. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they were far from each other. So it was like, just kind of oh, like to hear that they were brothers. I was just like, excuse me? They were, Kane probably was already demasked, even though I still tell them that was trash but no kane wasn't demasked when i started watching it he had um he still had the mask and then later what on he kind was he of had mask. the open mask okay he had oh. the, the closed one and then he had the open one so wait did you start watching it when he was with xbox i think so okay then that's why taker and him being brothers won't won't make sense because that wait, was wait, so wait, wait. that had wait, already wait, wait. passed wait, wait wait you didn't watch the brothers of destruction Mm-mm. i don't think i did no so you came on the ruthless aggression era? No, like I came towards the end the of tail the attitude, attitude era. Like she wasn't like, like you gotta think about attitude. it. Ninety seven was that peak of when Taker and Kane were like the back. Yeah, and I forth. got into it in ninety eight. See, yeah, no, she just missed it. You do forget that they, they became the brothers' destruction. She said Taylor, but not after, but she didn't get the beginning story. So she didn't see Paul. She didn't see Paul Bearer. So there was only so much. She didn't see Paul Bearer. <laughs> Telling Wait, them that King was alive. I was only four years old. I'm twenty. I'm twenty nine now, but I'll be thirty this year. Woo! Dirty oh, thirty. Okay. Yeah, no, I was a baby, like essentially. Well, I was when four she years old. when she said X Pac and King, that off rip made sense. I said, oh okay, she totally. Miss yeah, that so when early I found part. out, like when I found out that Kane and Taker were brothers, it was just like I saw older clips of other people's talking about it. I was like, "Oh, and that's what it Man, was." Man, kayfabe was all fucked up for you at that point. Damn. No, it was okay. Like <laughs> I just took it and just you know watched it, and it was okay. But yeah, like it's just that we do have a tendency to sort of like pigeonhole ourselves as fans, you know, and in certain wrestlers. Cause I can't tell you how many times I have seen people try to put Carmelo with hit row in terms of him getting called up. And it just irritates he don't me. Even, he don't it doesn't ask, make sense. Cause he what? doesn't rap. And I'm just like, rap. why does like, why would y'all put him with them? Why would you put like, he, he is swaggy. swaggy, but you know, you can be swaggy and not rap. So it's just like, why do that? Like, you know, I can't, but- it's terrible. <laughs> How we no, do that to ourselves? What is it, Wilkins? Of hit row, um, <laughs> pigeonholing, p- p- pigeon, 
I can't even speak today. Put people in boxes, basically. Yes. And we do. I've been constantly talking about AJ Top Dollars ringwear. Yeah. Anything. Maybe that's just his style because he's from Maryland. He ain't going to be a swaggy, dressed out dude like a New Yorker or LA or even somebody in my, maybe even Miami. He's or just Atlanta or in Alabama. No, 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 no. I'm not taking that because we, we be have dressing. a lot of people that we know, shout out to black wrestling, right? They, they all know how to dress. So they from Maryland, DC from that area. So don't do that. But there are exceptions to the rule, maybe. Cause not everybody from New York do know how to dress though. There are them few individuals that you will be like that. you know what? We definitely understand that. Again, how does the conversation always go back to top dollar? I don't know how it goes. I don't get it. I don't but my get but it. I have a serious question though. Like, what do you guys think, you know, that hit row actually needs in order to improve upon themselves? Because lately they have been on the struggle bus. Simple, simple. Simple. So I'll keep very simple is they need to regroup. And actually do what that's best for them. Actually regroup and really plan this out. Like all of a sudden, yo, what are we gonna do for this moving forward? And come with a plan. Cause it sounds like it's just like a bunch of people guide them in, in different directions and they don't look together at all. They look like a group that got put together now. When it first came back, it was somewhat organized. Now it's just like they look lost. So I think they should regroup and do something like like take away the whole rap. And do something that's different that fits who they are, people. So, so, for me, when it comes to them, I think their clothes should match. Um, Jim Cornette does. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> to answer your question, I don't appreciate him. I don't appreciate that. I got a question. Jim Cornette hates top dollar too. Yo, I, I guess clips. so. But go I ahead. Don't know. Wilkins, go ahead. Finish what you were saying. I'll send you clips. So um, I think it, that's where it needs to change, where their clothes need to match. But show that they're they're unison. Like if they're doing red and black one day, all three of them are, red, are in red and black. And, and, and it could be different ways of showcasing that red and black, but they're all wearing red and black. That's number one, because now you're showing unison between within the group. Um. Number two, keep the rap stuff, um, but more vignettes instead of in-ring in, in ring rap concerts. That shit is, does not work. That shit is not. You it, know what it is? They do it in markets where it doesn't work. Yeah, but, the thing mm. about but it, I think they do it on purpose. Yeah, but the thing about it, even if it's in the market that doesn't work, they can't, like, half the time, I feel like, I really feel like they piss somebody off backstage because their so mic too. don't be working right. Mm -hmm. The whole like it, it just be extra smoky in the area doesn't even look right like on camera. They're not looking, mm -hmm. so let's bring it back to vignettes. I and and I, don't get me wrong, Top Dollar does put out um, clips, put out freestyles online. Like he's working, right. but they need to work as a unit more. Mm -hmm. Then him him and Asante need to have more tag team moves. If you're gonna be a tag team, more tag team moves. Let's implement them more into the tag team scene in general. Granted, the Usos, the Bloodline has a tag team division on on 
Lock. And that and that plays a part in why they're not as successful, I think, as people may want. And and that actually kind of goes for a lot of the tag teams because actually now thinking about it, SmackDown is super tag team heavy, and yes. Raw isn't. It is. And whenever they decide to do whatever shakeup they decide to do, some of them tag teams need to go to Raw because they they don't have that. So I do think the belts being with one tag team. It, it hinders a lot of it hinders you wanting to fuck with the Viking Raiders. It it, it, it hinders you wanting to fuck with Hit Row because they don't really have anything to go after. I think that's right. kind of like in wrestling. There's always a goal. Like as whether you're a, a tag team singles, there's always a goal, and the goal is always gold. So if they're not doing programs with other tag teams to build to get to that match, like they'll end up just doing a, a four tag team way match, and then, then then the person that wins gets the Usos. Like that's how they've been doing it. Whereas mm-hmm. if they split the when they win they split the belts, it'll be, I think, a lot easier for just tag teams to have different storylines and being able to build on that. The issue about it is they find a loophole by sending a, a new day to or, NXT into <laughs> a tag team belt. That was a loophole. Yeah, that but, was a great one. Look, I think they should just be more unified look, have a more unified look and Show them doing stuff outside of rapping and just standing in the corner together. Like actual vignettes, them having conversations about what they're going to do. Their next step is like, show them as a unit more. Like it, it just seems, they just seem a little off as a unit. But that's mm-hmm. just my my quarter and a half of what, what needs to be done. <laughs> yeah. And I understand that because a lot of people, you know, have been feeling a little bit dis- disillusioned with them. Because it seemed like at first they had, you know, all the go- all the great qualities, but then it's just like they were debuted on SmackDown and they were released and then they went out, you know, and sort of did their own thing, you know, and still tried to do their own thing within wrestling. And then they got brought back and then now they're in this difficult situation where they're sort of finding who they are. But, you know, there's been a lot of people, you know, in the space of wrestling who just have a lot of who have a lot of feelings about them, but I just hope that either way, they still find their way so they can can succeed because ultimately that's what we all want. Um, We just want them to succeed. So So just two seconds, two things I want to say, actually just one thing real quick. Honestly speaking, they just need to really fall into the heel that they're becoming and, and feed into the, and, and take the energy that the crowd gives them, which is booze and turn that shit around. I think them going in that heel direction is probably what will save them the best. Um, I think, I guess in terms of, I guess yeah, if you want to be a group, you should look the part. So I agree that presentation definitely plays a part. But I think them being, I think it hasn't helped that when they debuted and then they got pulled off, they haven't been able to recover from that. And actually, a lot of them that got debuted and then pulled and then redebuted haven't been able to find a step yet. So I think it just may take a little bit more time. Um, but also I think splitting the belts will help. I think a lot of other tag teams, including them, um, eventually. So to add to hip row, I think what kind of ruined them was just like they debuted as his role. They should have been something like a vault version of it because last time we saw you, you got swerved. So now you're mm. not there. Everybody, everybody but they were hit row and swerve got added to that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That was off screen. Nobody knows that. So well, I'm on screen, <laughs> but on screen, people they 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 debuted one way. And just like, even just like in like, just like in life, you understand? If like a new product comes out, like Coke, right? Coke was one formula and they re-debuted as um, Coke, new Coke. It didn't work because people saw you this way and they came back and it involved the gimmick. 
that was their downfall. They shouldn't evolved when they came down. Well, hopefully they will evolve it into the future. But now we have to move to our next question. So if either one of you could fantasy book any black star to be world champion or women's champion within the next three to five years, who would it be and why? Um, Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, that, um, it, you know what it was? When he said that line about, I forgot who it was. He was like, I'm going to put you on a shirt. Yeah, he's, I think he said that. To, did he say that to Roderick Strong? He said it He said it first, and then he's literally, every like big match he's had, he's put them on a shirt and then put an X through their face. Mm-hmm. It, it's he put them on the Raptors. Understand, he understands the assignment. And that, that was sprinkles of HPK, too. Low-key. Yeah. How but, he but, moves. It's one of those things where I under, where he understands the assignment and he knows oh how to how to push it forward. I mean, there's tons of others that that could that could possibly be, and I don't want to diminish their, what they've done so far in, in the industry. But right now, it's the one off the top of the head for me. Okay, solid answer, Mr. Black. Mm, Willow. Mm hmm. I see Willow like. I either see her, AEW's really gonna use her. Two things might happen. AEW know what they're doing and use her. Or AEW fumble the bag and WWE pick her up and skyrocket to the moon. Because Willow is any baby face that you want. Any baby face. She's the one where like you can sell toys behind her. You do everything. And she's the perfect baby face for your monster here. Imagine if like they build a um 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 what's that girl's name? Um big what's her name? Big mommy cool? Raquel Raquel Rodriguez. Gonzalez Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah. They build up to a monster here. Willow come over there. Good match right there. Willow is gonna be the face of a women's division one day. Either for AEW or WWE. Good answer. We love Willow here. Oh, we yeah. always love her. I just I I just be wanting better, you know. Me too. Me too. Across the board. Um yeah. I actually like that. So Loki, uh, what's her name on NXT? They're the um tag team champions now. Kiana James and Fallon Henley. Kiana James. Yeah. I love me some her. Me too. And when I you found like out this. she got I a black so daddy, hot. I was like, "Oh, okay. What? Now we, now we in the money. Whole black daddy." So, um, I was so shocked. I was too. <laughs> but then now, then now me and Mikey watch NXT. We kind of see it. It's like, oh, I kind of mm-hmm. do see the features now. But um, her, I love. I've loved, I've always before I even knew that. I love the gimmick. I love how she talks. I love how she moves in the ring. Um, she has that package. Um, that you know, if she ends up getting on main roster, I think it'd be super dope for her. Um, also, um, what's her name? Is it Electric Electra Lopez that she was with um, Legato, but now she's kind of like on her own at NXT. I would mm-hmm. love to see her um, make some moves on the championship side. Um, it's crazy because I was like, I feel like years a few years ago, I would have said Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair. <laughs> I would have said all the people that I already won already. 
So it was actually kind of cool to and then being able to see it live. So I, I kind of definitely don't take that for granted. But um well, but I have a question. Is Alexa okay. Lopez Afro Latina? She's Hispanic, that I do know. And oh, I think okay. she's from up here. Cause her man's from Jersey. Her oh, husband's wow, from okay. up here. But yeah, um, yeah. Um, because they act and they actually just have they have a um a girl they just signed. I don't know if she's on NXT right right now. Oh, she just had her first match, but um, she's she's Cuban, like full blown Cuban on NXT. Mm-hmm. So, um, and also that girl, the girl that what's her name? That um, she gives me Matt Riddle vibes, but it's not really Matt Riddle. <laughs> um, is this Sol Ruka? Yeah, the other girl that I didn't know that was black. Her. Yeah. Um, she's, she's another amazing. one. Um, but yeah, just I mean, in all honesty, but definitely Carmelo. I totally see him dethroning Braun um in April. So that'll be really good. <laughs> no. <laughs> she already said who it was. <laughs> but uh but yeah no I think you know the good thing with NXT is that you know you can see the up and coming. Like and that was always I think the purpose of it. So to be able to actually go and see it live and in color and then also enjoy it on TV it's like those are gonna that's gonna be the stomping grounds of a lot of people that you know f- three four five years from now that's going to be on the main roster and seeing them flo- you know come on the up and up because a lot of our old greats are going to start heading out sooner or later so mm-hmm. yeah, that's about it that's about it yeah yeah mr black did you answer the question well, yeah, you already answered the question. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm tripping. Ah, but yeah, like there are a lot of people who are in line who could very well be world champion one day. I'm waiting on Carmelo Hayes. So like if he wins NXT, the NXT title at Stand and Deliver in Los Angeles, I will lose my mind because I love Well, get him. ready to lose it. Get ready I to love lose him so give, much. I want to get two more people. Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. Oh, yeah. Savannah Evans, definitely. Tasha had won definitely. the Impact title. Yeah, she has been a knockout champion before. Yeah, and I was happy so, when that happened. Right, right. So Savannah Evans. Mm-hmm. Like Savannah Evans definitely has it all together. Yeah. So what would you guys say um is the future like hmm? Actually, no, let me not ask that question yet. Um what are some obstacles that you guys have had to, you know, overcome in order to be your own level of black excellence? Everything. So I was about to say being black. <laughs> yeah, everything. Being a woman, so hard already. I all can agree on on that. It's 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 a lot that that, that comes with it. Um, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I like our own version of saying the same. Steph, Steph, will will probably say the same thing. It's it's just mm-hmm. like you, you, you. It's like like that's that old um meme. Like being black is like being on um hard mode on a video game like it's, mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> but it's lit <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's that is that type of that type of vibe i don't know there was this old episode of um south park and they you make a character you're making a character on the episode and the darker your character got <laughs> the harder the game was gonna be mm. It was such a messed up joke, but it's such the truth of like of the, life, like like the reality of life, and putting out content. We we all mentioned it earlier, like just the just the mere fact, like 
oh, if, if this is a black podcast, like people might not like it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it, the, it, it, it's just, it's just, it's just what it is at this point. So um, we all can say the same thing. I just yeah. say one of my different difficulties is it's like you forget being black is your own culture. And a lot of people forget that. Like just because like a lot of people are just American and they feel like, oh, we don't have a culture. Yes, all black people have some kind of culture. So different languages where I may be I mean one time someone put on a comment where I listened to this podcast and the guy on the right said be too much. It turned me off. I'm never listening again. I was just like, Alright, cool. Or somebody tells you say you talk to do you talk to New York. I'm like like I I can't help that. But or somebody in person says, Oh, you're not black enough because you don't say certain things or you don't agree with certain certain like certain certain opinions. So that's something I had to overcome where like I would question my blackness many times, but like I'm not black enough. Like <laughs> excuse me. I get like <laughs> I get looked at right all the time. I get followed at the store. Like <laughs> I'm like I'm midnight black. Like <laughs> I just like a hood dude sometimes. By accident, I don't need me. to. <laughs> it hurts. But understanding that basically being myself without people doubting me because I know who I am. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, obstacle, um, that we're not each other's enemy. And uh, that's just on a personal, um, like level in terms of just understanding, like we're all we got. So it's not, it's never like, I, I, I'm saying this not because I want to embarrass you or I want you to feel bad. I'm saying this because I want you to have a better understanding of who I am. And I think that was probably the biggest overcoming just for us on a personal level of just understanding each other and also being able to be flexible um, with each other. Because we have things, you know, we all have things going on. We all have to respect that. And I just think when you're when you're a part of a team, you got to make sure that your that your team, your teammates are the right ones. And and I think that's important. And I think that's something we realized, you know, with building the network and having your sports and having Sasson talk and having two and a half bros. Like we've had this transition of you know, who's whoever's gonna ride with us is gonna ride with us. And that's really what the focus should be. We can't can't worry about things we don't have control over. Can't worry about things that we kind of wish because that's just words. We got to kind of focus on the now and focus on how do we become better, not only for ourselves, but for our counterparts. Because I think that was kind of the biggest thing I had to realize where there were a, a lot of people that, you know, look up to us and, and look to us for inspiration and for advice. And it's like, if we not all together, how am I supposed to help you? So I think it was just important for me to make sure that we was always good regardless of the fights and the disagreements and all that <laughs> all that jazz why do you like um, this one, you know they because it's it's a it's a it's all the blocks of our foundation and i think that that's always an important highlight that i always say that you got to be able to have it takes the right team to do the right things and i think you know our situation before job or tears was not the best but you know, I think everything happens for a reason, and it kind of prepared us for where we are now. So I don't take it as regret. I don't take it as like, oh, that shouldn't have happened that way. Like everything has that has come to us and that has happened to us has happened for a reason, and I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. So 
that's that's that <laughs> awesome 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 well my last question for you guys is if you could give any black wrestler a second chance to go to the top of the mountain who would it be and why oh you want to know my my shelton benjamin <laughs> be careful now no, <laughs> we don't want I, you I, we don't want you getting in hot water again no, not on my show come on now no no flip it <laughs> Because nah, I, no, I, no I think this will be the this is a part of the last leg of the apology tour. <laughs> so clip it. <laughs> Jesus. No, Christ. no, um uh it would be it would be him and Biggie. Mm -hmm. And I know Biggie's been champion before. So so these are my these are the reasons why for my picks. Shelton needed a mouthpiece. And I don't think he ever really got that that really good mouthpiece to be on his on his on his on his side, and you know in ring ability is is, is off the chain. So I never think he had, he ever had that chance, and that's why I always hated, and I was disappointed with his run in WWE, his earlier run. Now, I think Big E, the fans never fully embraced Big E. And help them get to the mountaintop. I've spoken about it on the podcast before, but I'll say it again: where we say we supported Biggie, but we didn't fully support him. I don't think we fully supported Biggie when he was champion, and numbers show it, Sorry. and merchandise sales show it, all of that show that we didn't fully support him. And if he ever decides to come back to wrestling post this injury, I want him to get a real, real big chance of getting to the mountaintop a second time and dominating at the mountaintop. Those are my answers, by the way, Stephanie. Um, <laughs> I feel like if Jeff Jerry let, let him win, it would change the course of history. There's two people I have. His name is um I forgot his name. He's famous for the pounce. Um Mark, um, yo, he was ECW, he was an impact. Like his move was the pounce. He was a dark skin dude with an air. You talking about Monty, you talking about Monty Brown? Monty Brown. I feel like if situation didn't have the way he did, I feel like how he could have been working. Oh, he had personal stuff going on, but I get yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like. I feel like if things wasn't the way it was. Monty Brown, look him up. You like if I feel like if Jeff hey, was pretty him good win, in, in, in if would let him win, you probably would have a lot sooner. But nevertheless, though, him. I feel like another person. I feel like Dan. What if he had a real run? Elijah Burke, the Pope. I feel like an, an, another black person. And the third person I have to say is D'Lo Brown. <laughs> D'Lo Brown. D'Lo Brown came up in the wrong era. Like, D'Lo Brown definitely came up in the wrong era. He had the swag. He had the in-ring work. He had the personality. And, and yes, he's my all-time favorite, man. Like, imagine, <laughs> uh, imagine if D'Lo Brown came up this time. Look at the real dude now. Come on, B. Come on, B. Imagine seeing that in a video game. <laughs> Come on, B. You see little brothers and sisters doing this. But he was in video games. 
Like he was new to head nod though, so it wasn't. I think he was. was it wasn't the same. Beat. Well, why don't you try to play him in this two K that's about to come out? See how that works. And, and jazz, jazz man, yeah. Twenty black wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, Jazz definitely had she defended the title at WrestleMania and still won. <laughs> but I feel you. Yeah, she didn't get like that proper run. Like Biggie. No, 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 no. Don't criticize my pick. My brother said Biggie. No one's criticizing oh, 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 it. What the oh. fuck? I'm just saying. The question was, who would you want to be champion? You were mentioning people that were already champions. And no, as your brother did too. The question, but the question was, who would you give a second chance to who's already been champion? <laughs> Let Stephanie Hardy run her show, baby. Let Stephanie Hardy run her show. No, it's there is not. I'm just saying, like, I was just saying, you know, just to reiterate what the question was. Like, it's who you would give a second chance to who would deserve play. Well, my first chance would be actually to Consequence Creed, aka. <laughs> um the other, the missing, I feel like the the non-talked about New Day member, um, I definitely feel like he he should definitely get his title run. I think, I think it'd should. be dope if we could say in the history that all three members of New Day were WWE There's champions. still time. Oh, be so, awesome. I think, yeah, I think that's important. Um, Who would I the want? I feel like, okay, because when I found out, oh boy, that played Ant-Man, was not only he was American, but his birthday is the day before mine. I said, oh, I love him. No. Yeah. What's the wow. name? Jonathan Majors? Yeah. the day before my birthday. Like, oh, age okay. and everything. Like, we're 24 hours apart. That's cute. It's my birthday. It's Virgo. Birthday. It's so funny because I feel like... JBL. You stupid, bro. You said JBL? Yes. JBL's a Virgo? No, JBL has my birthday. Oh, oh really? okay. Interesting. JB and Don Cheadle have the same birthday as me. Oh, that's, oh, well, that's, that's why every I was always like, why do people always call you Don Cheadle? Because um, you look like him. Yeah, I guess. But I, yeah. So I would say him. I. It's crazy because I feel like all the ones in my head actually aren't champ, haven't been champions yet. Um, I I feel like they got to put some respect on Ricky Starks. Like I just don't. I don't. I don't want that to be. A, a missing thing. Um, I feel the same about Will Will Hobbs. Um, I just feel like they just haven't positioned Scorpio Sky. <laughs> the, let's keep Where running down. Man's collecting checks and living his life. Okay, I haven't seen him on TV in a while. Well, he was That's injured. He was injured, and he oh, that looks, just, no, he's good. He's good. Yeah, he's he's good. He's, he's healthy now. He just he was just I okay. think at the impact taping. With them out there, he was just yeah. He was behind the scenes at Impact, low key. Shoot, he okay. might well on Impact at this point. Um, trying to think who else. Um, I think that's it for now. I'm thinking about all the ones that just haven't gotten a chance yet. That was a. I think that was what it is. Because like, if we're gonna do the redo, I rather the ones that haven't done it yet do it first. Hmm. Okay, that's valid. In my mind, I really would love it if Kofi had, like, another legitimate chance. But then again, like, if he had another legitimate chance to actually have a substantial title reign and actually lose it to someone and and not have him lose it in, like, a few seconds, then that would have been perfect for me. Just, that would put a a Band-Aid on my heart. I saw a clip (laughs) 
somebody had posted a clip and was like, Brock Lesnar has pinned all the black champions. He did. Yeah. He like, really did. And then when I mentioned it, I get I get called out my name, but whatever. Oh, um, no, 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 hold up. No, no, but dead serious. He's pinned The Rock. He's pinned everybody. He has. He's pinned Mark Henry. Yes. Kofi. Yes. Big E. Yes. Not for the title though. I don't think. No, 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 no. Mark Henry don't count because he never defeated him for the title. Still pinned him. He still pinned him though. That's still that would count. That falls into that. That But in my mind, it's just like he has a problem. And it's just like when I mentioned it. It was like people want to get all in their feelings on TikTok, but whatever, it's okay. It's okay. People listen. People are always gonna get in their feelings about stuff. Listen, you. We can say listen. Anything I say about AEW, I'm a hater, whether it is good or bad or indifferent. So you just can't, like I always mention to you, you just can't let let that fuel you into the wrong direction. Exactly. What you're doing and what you're saying is your truth, and you stick by that. Like I, my brother said, this. I don't care. My brother said this, right? WWE should have bought um Ring of Honor, right? The internet dragged them. The dude from Wrestle Talk, I forgot his name. I think the um the mask dude called him an idiot. Everybody dragged him. It oh really? Viral. Wait, the, yeah. the guy from Wrestle Talk? Yeah, Wrestle Talk. He called you an idiot. This is the most dumbest thing I ever heard. Then Where? Send me the second thing. What did know? I'm looking at it. He's just not finding out. My brother got dragged. Then a couple months later, they look now. Oh he was right. He was. Oh, my brother was right. Oh, um, Paige. Paige. Paige is overrated. He got dragged left to right. Months later, nigga was. Uh, he was right. He was right. Oh, but but but. but I disagree with the whole um with with that part but we won't get into that because we were discussing black excellence so we won't get off into that part but what i will say is this though um when it like what i what i will say is this though is the fact that a lot of the people that we did mention who deserve second chances when it comes to um being black champions you know they're all valid and hopefully if they don't get a second or third chance down the road you know, they will get, you know, another opportunity to shine in another way. So, yeah, course, yeah. but either, but either way, I think it's, I, yeah, I appreciate you guys' support, you know, when it comes to, you know, people coming at me crazy in, in stupid ways like that. People like, I'm crazy. You just say yeah. buzz. Yes, of course. And it's just, you know, it's just whenever life gets, you know, insane like that, when it comes to wrestling media, it's like, it's good to have people who have your back and who show love to you and just continues to, you know, give you support in that way. So I do appreciate you guys for that. And you guys are black excellence and I can't wait to see how you guys continue to grow and um, just continue to just be the best that black wrestling media has to offer. And I'm so happy I ended this series with talking to you guys. (laughs) So Tell everybody, thank you guys so much for coming on my show. But just tell everybody where they can find and follow you, follow you individually and collectively too. Um, S I R underscore Wilkins on all forms of social media. Underscore Mister Black, and you also um you you also like if you go, all right, you want to be a wrestler, you live in New York, you can also follow me and follow, follow me at Fallout Shelter. Where we have provided great training from fifty years of experience. You also find me over there, and you can also find me at many various wrestling events. I might, I might actually referee one of your favorite matches. 
And I also do weddings too. Or day minister. I didn't know that was the way to, to end it off. But um, you can follow us at the Java Tears Podcast on all social media platforms. You can subscribe to our page, the Java Tears Podcast. Um, you can you with Twitter, all that stuff. Um, the boys will be at Legends this coming weekend for AEW Revolution. So make Ooh. sure to come out and support. And then also so we'll be back for WrestleMania weekend um as well. So um, but no, thank you. Stephanie Hardy for having uh, us as much as, as it's an honor and pleasure for you. It is just as much as for us. It's so good to see the growth, to see the dedication, to see the hunger, see you out here in these New York streets. Like we appreciate and, and we're just as glad to be um, in this journey with you and all the other black media podcasts that we've befriended and, and, and consider family. So Thank you for all that you do, even if someone doesn't tell you. Because I know sometimes I feel like wrestling doesn't love me as much as I love it. So just know that you are loved and you are appreciated as well. We love you, Stephanie Hardy. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Now, of course, you can follow me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy, on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. You can follow the Hardy Wrestling Podcast (laughs) on Instagram at hardy wrestling podcast and on twitter at hardy wrestle pod and subscribe to the youtube channel at the hardy wrestling podcast and just be on the lookout for anything else i've got going on of course my merchandise for alabama wrestling legends is still on sale at fouryourwear.com slash hardy wrestling podcast and i will have more designs on the way coming up so please be on the lookout for that thank all of you who are watching live on all the platforms um and this is the hardy wrestling podcast and the job tears podcast and until next time happy black history month and bye y'all bye (laughs) later